Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and welcome to Practice Blueprints Free Friday. We have a special guest today. We are very excited to welcome Dr. Dr. J. Jay Dunn. Dunn. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You have a lot of exciting things um, going on and um, a really exciting project that we're excited to have you talk about um, because this could be really beneficial to other practitioners as well. Um, So kind of before we dive in, do you maybe want to just tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of, you know, the, the focuses in your business? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can start from the beginning because there's a lot. There's a lot to tell here. Um, I am a chiropractic physician, but I don't. I'm not practicing right now. I'm actually teaching more and and doing more development. But I did start my career as a kinesiologist, a muscle tester, and uh, I love muscle testing. There it is. I said it. <laughs> You're in good Us company. As well, yes. You're in good company. Good. I, I just. I just love it. It is my life. I can't imagine living my life without muscle testing. And so I actually became a chiropractor after I became a a kinesiologist. Oh, okay. I did it backwards. Yeah. But um, so I practiced for 32 years in Albuquerque, New Mexico, doing kinesiology, nutrition, functional medicine, chiropractic, emotional work, you know, the the whole gamut. So everything I could get my hands on, I wanted to learn about. The body and how to mm-hmm. heal it. I, I would go to seminars all the time and just you know couldn't couldn't get enough. So that's what I, you know. I'm, that's my life. That's I'm sure I'm not. Uh, you know I'm among friends here because that's your guys. I'm life, the same way. Life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, what can I read this week? What can I attend this week? What can I get my hands on? And there's just yeah. more. There's so much to learn and not enough time. Is I have a I wall. I have a yes. I have six six eight feet library over here to the side where you can't see it on our screen here and every now and then I come in and I say I used to have a book right there and I used to have a book right there and this is the one that stole them from me he always goes for the one book that I happen to have at home and he's like where is this book and I'm like at my house absorbing it. It was funny. It's funny you should say that because I used to work in a bookstore and I would take the books home at night and just read them and bring them back in the morning, you know, so that nobody would notice. <laughs> yes, very similar to that. <laughs> that's great. But I think, I think that's true of this entire, of, of us as a profession, you know, as yeah. alternative medicine people, we can never get enough. We can never yeah. learn enough. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. The more we learn, the more you realize there is to know. And, Absolutely. And it's really, <laughs> yeah, and it's really kind of a nice segue right into what, you know, you and I met first time a little over three years ago in Denver with a Neutral West seminar. It was fantastic. It was mind-blowing. And uh, in the last three years, the the development and the um, the simplification yet still delivering dynamic results, I think, with your flow chart, your evaluation for methylation, uh, things of that nature has just been like, it's gone to like to the next level. So thank you so much for your dedication and making this accessible and really helping practitioners connect the dots faster uh, for themselves and then ultimately their clients. Yeah, thanks Thanks for acknowledging that because it, it has been, I, I did dive pretty darn deep and not everybody wants to go down there <laughs> Yeah, the rabbit hole, yeah. you know, into genetics and biochemistry and, you know, up as deep as you can possibly go and it's pretty dense, dense material down there, but I couldn't stop once I got started. Sure. But I wanted to, I did want to make it accessible to people who didn't, didn't want to dive that deep, you know, didn't sure. have the time, but right. the information was so valuable. What I found at that level you know, beyond, uh, let me take you there for a minute. So when I used to practice was, you know, we'd have a, like a liver reflex, which show weak and I would go, Oh, okay. I got this herb or that herb, or, you know, I can muscle test for the right herb for the liver Mm -hmm. or the kidneys or the adrenals or the heart or whatever it was. And that was great. That got incredible results, but not, not as good as I wanted to get, you know, I wanted, I knew there were people I couldn't get well that I was still missing something, missing mm-hmm. pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's go deeper. And I got into functional medicine and looking at the hormones or, you know, what about the liver? Is it a toxicity issue? Is it a metabolic issue? What, you know, can tell me more about what's really going on in the liver. Dove into that. And, you know, I'm, an, I'm a master herbalist too. And I know you guys are into herbal medicine. I love, I love, love, love herbs. They're just amazing. Um, but so I was like, well, what's below that? You know, so it's one of those levels of, I was talking about the seven levels of deeper with, mm-hmm. uh, with Greg, my, my partner, and it made a lot of sense to me. The, the whys, you know, so, okay, so the liver's showing off balance. Why? Because there's toxicity going on and maybe in your environment or your diet or your lifestyles or your uh, emotions, right? Why? You know, because why are you reacting now? Why are you not detoxing well? Oh, because you don't have the correct nutrients to detox well. Well, why not? Because you're not absorbing those nutrients. Well, why aren't you absorbing those nutrients? Because you have a genetic variant that keeps you from absorbing those variants. That's where I got to. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, let's keep going. Down, 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 down. Where's the real root of those problems? And that's where I really struck gold. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, Wow! Look at this. All this time I've been working up here. At, let's let's work with the liver up here. When well, I could have been getting all the way down into the real causes. So I got pretty excited about that and created that whole holistic methylation system mm-hmm. around that. And then, as you say, I tried I tried to simplify it so that everybody yeah. could use it without having to know you know genetics and sure. biochemistry. Sure. So touch on some of the most like this is one of the most overused word. By people, they throw it around everywhere. Explain for the practitioners just the one word, methylation, because I uh, think I think if that is really one of those touch points that if people understood, that would open up a world of better understanding for yeah. what it is that you're up to. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point because I, I throw that word around a lot because it's just you know it's we all have <laughs> now. But when I first heard that word, I was like, "What?" I keep hearing this methylation thing. What is that? You know, it's very you're hearing it pretty much everywhere in the alternative healthcare as well as you know the medical health care. But basically, what's happened? That's a pathway. You know, when we were in chiropractic school or medical school or whatever, we we studied the Krebs cycle. That's mm-hmm. one like pathway in the body that has to do with how you make energy out of your food. Methylation is another one of those pathways, but it, it turns out to be very, very critical. And it wasn't given a lot of uh, play. It, you know, when I went to school, I never heard of methylation. But the more I look into it, the more I go, oh, my God, it's so critical. Uh, what, what it is basically is you have a carbon and three hydrogen uh, molecules. That's a, a methyl group. Mm-hmm. And our, our body takes those methyl groups and moves them around. To, uh, to do different things in the body. They have, they have a fundamental role in how we make brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. They're how we make adrenaline, noradrenaline and, do- and dopamine as well. Uh, they're how we detox without methylation, without methyl groups, you don't detox mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. You don't repair DNA, uh, which is a huge concept. You don't make energy out of your food. So uh, a defect in the methylation pathways or genetic variant there can affect everything else in the body, everything else that's going on in the body. And it's not just that, but it also um, has a lot to do with how you handle those methyl groups, how you move those methyl groups around is a little bit tricky as well. You know, the, the here's where it started was people were getting tested for the MTHFR gene, yep. uh, methylation, methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase. It took me a long time to be able to say that. Yes, <laughs> yes. We, we shortened it to the mother... Flipper. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like Every, that. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, because it is a mother flipper. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it was the one that, you know, people went, oh, well, I have the MTHFR gene, therefore I can't turn folic acid into methylfolate in the active form. So that's a, what we call a methylation defect or a genetic variant that affects the methylation. Because without folic acid and B12, you don't make methyl groups correctly. So a lot of people were going, all right, well, then let's just give methylfolate to these people to make up for that, their inability to turn folic acid into the active form. Let's just give them methylfolate. And that created all kinds of problems. Uh, you know, it seemed logical, but it's sort of a medical model of logical. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. Without understanding the dynamic nature of one pathway affecting another pathway, you just turned on methylation and you don't know what you're doing with those methyl groups. And that's what we found out was... Oh boy, you better know what's going to happen when you're on that. Because uh, we, we did it. We created all kinds of problems in people. And, and I figured out how to do that correctly. <laughs> so <laughs> Including myself. I was like, oh my God, I feel terrible. My patients are not going to be happy. I was feeling terrible. I better yeah. figure out why do I feel terrible. Well, it turns, on that if you, it turns out that if you add methyl groups in, you're actually turning on the detox pathways pretty strongly. Yep. And you can dump everything at once and it's very unpleasant so managing what happens after you turn methylation on is is critical which is where the kinesiology really is helpful absolutely yeah without it i don't know you know i don't know how we could have gotten where we got to yeah because we saw all right here comes mercury here comes aluminum here comes lead you know and we're seeing all this 
come out of the body through the muscle testing. And then, and then I verified it through, you know, during the urine test and seeing, sure enough, we're like the body's just dumping like crazy as if we chelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by turning on methylation. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, but it's also not not going to be very fun for my patients because they feel like <laughs> when they're doing that, you know, they're like, oh, everything hurts. My head hurts. I can't think straight. Wow, how do we... How do we do this gently? Yes. Because you know, that's that's the whole point. Is you know, uh, uh, this is the paradigm shift, um, if I may. If, yes. if I'm going on. To, no, please go ahead. So, okay, so in the past, I would have said, "All right, well, let's do chelation now." You know, you've dumped all this stuff. You have heavy metals coming out. Let's give them some liver support and some chelation. Let's mop up this mess that we created. But um, it turns out that the body can do that naturally if you mm-hmm. give it the right tools to do that. Mm-hmm. So that was the paradigm shift. And it needs certain nutrients to turn on detox pathways at the same time you turn on methylation. You've got to do that. You don't have to babysit the body. Just give it what it needs to do it. And this is... Uh, so would that be nutrition or herbs? Yeah. It's usually nutrients because our bodies work on vitamins, minerals, amino mm-hmm. acids, proteins, carbs, fats. Right. So you just give it what it needs. So yep. for instance, like the sulfur transferase enzyme that cleans up uh, a lot of the to- detoxification things too, requires molybdenum to mm-hmm. work correctly. So if you have a mo- if you don't have enough molybdenum in your body, you're not going to detox. So it turned out to be basic stuff. I went back to, you know, from my deep dive into herbal medicine back to some real basic Kind of things. Not that you can't use herbs with that as well. You know, use the milk thistle and all the things that kind of support the liver. But uh, often it, it came down to a simple nutrient that the body just needed. It's like the liver's got to, I can just detox if I just had a little more molybdenum here. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do my job. Mm-hmm. And that was to me incredibly eye opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of babysitting the, the body all the way around, it's like, okay, we're going to give you all the nutrients you need to do the job correctly. Because you'll do it better than I could ever sure. outthink you. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's how we designed the system, the holistic sure. methylation system. So it's like, it's designed to, all right, we're going to test this part, see what nutrients we need to make that work. This part now, nutrients to make that part work. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a definite, I know maybe it isn't making a lot of sense to you, but it's definitely like start with step number one. Yep. Go to two. Three, four, five. You, you and don't I have to know. The body will tell you. Yep. Now, you and I spoke the, about this. I'm, I'm working on a case right now. It was just, just as on his two weeks um, with your with the methylation test kits, right? The 60 different vials, right? Identifying yeah. those pathways. We came up with I think it was 10 or 12 that we came up with those weaknesses. But with, by the time we went back through and then okay, rematched the specific nutrition necessary to up or down regulate what the body needed and give it what it needed. He was only four or five items really in at very low doses, but it set up a cascading effect where the last five or six SNP variances, the weaknesses that we found with kinesiology were solid. It said, stop there, stop there. If I need more help in the future, I'll bring it on display, I'll tell you, right? So it really substantiates what you're saying is that I can't come up with a better design for healing than what's already in in the client's body. But exactly. but your approach, and that's what I'm so excited about practitioners really plugging into, is that your approach has really simplified that process of identification, not clearing these SNPs in the right order, as you mentioned already, will create a, dare I say, hell of a storm. <laughs> okay. I know I've done it myself <laughs> in the past. 
And I'm like, well, how did that, why did that happen? Right. I'm like, he was like, okay, well, what caused this? And this didn't match up there. And I thought it was a round peg in a square hole and, and, uh, and it didn't work out right. So my first naturopath I went to, I was sick. I was like in was bed for six weeks. Couldn't eat. Yeah. I'm not even really sure what happened, but I think it was like working on way too many things at the same time. And my body just um, got completely overwhelmed and mm-hmm. probably blocked because that wasn't something that he yeah. checked. And so I was just like beside myself. I don't understand. You know, I'm trying to do these good things. And, and a lot of times the, the old, you know, the old school practitioners uh, rely on, well, you're going through a healing crisis or it's reprogramming, just work through it. And the reality of it is, is that sometimes it don't, I mean, a day or two is one thing, right? Where you've just kind of opened that door a little bit and it's kind of trickling out. But when you've opened it up and it's flooding, um, these people can stay sick for weeks if it's not handled properly. Um, yeah. And, and in my mind, I think they're doing damage. I think so too. Yeah. I do the too. The liver is overloaded. You gave it too much. Yep. You gave it too much to do without enough nutrients to take care of what you created there. So, so yeah, you, I have that whole new philosophy on that. It's like, no, it should feel good. Your program yeah. should feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> should feel like less stress. Your body's performing better. You know, you take it out of stress so then it can restore, rebuild and repair. Uh, you know, you shouldn't throw it into overwhelm thinking that that's somehow going to, it's kind of like the, you know, dare I say the Big Bang Theory, something blew up and then it created something out of that mess. I'm not really, I don't quite connect those dots. Um, I've seen what dynamite does to a side of a hill and nothing else comes back that really looks better than it was before that. So when things, when you're exploding things, right, it's kind of hard to say, oh, well, we got this this much better outcome because we went in there and blew everything up. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Yes. We, you know, when we um, when we turn on the detox pathways, for instance, we turn them on nice and slow and easy, so it's on all the time. You know, instead yep. of like, okay, your detox isn't working, you've got to do a cleanse. You know, it, it, your heavy metals have built up. Now we got to chelate you. Now they've built up again. Now we got to chelate you. Mm-hmm. Let's turn the turn it on. Turn the faucet on gently. Yep. So it's on all the time and chelating constantly because turns out. We're exposed all the time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, slow and steady. But that was the interesting thing, Dan. You know, you, you hit on it. The, the lower doses, you know, the yeah. smaller programs and the lower doses. And the people are going, what? I don't have to take 60 pills a day? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this enough? They're looking at their program going, is that? Are you sure that's enough? <laughs> yeah, try it. You'll be amazed. And they love the lower bill and they love the... Yep. Yes. We go through this all the time with practitioners, especially when we're training them, if they've already had an office and we're cutting their programs, you know, down to like a third or a quarter of what they were before. They're like, well, that's not going to work. We're like, no, actually. And they're like, I think they start stressing, you know, financially, how am I going to, you know, pay my rent if we're cutting programs down that much? And we're like, no, no, just trust us. It works, you know, because then you get more referrals. You have happier clients. You have... Right, they feel better. They're they're more in it for the long term. Yep, which is what you need. So. Yeah, and they're going to refer more people in, and you know they're going to be stable on their programs. And you don't need to see them. You get more people in the office. They're stable on their programs. Yeah, you get the passive income kind of thing going as well. So. Yeah. You and I had the opportunity on Total Wellness Radio is episode two forty four. I just released it here a month or so back. And for the practitioners that didn't get a chance to listen to this, you have actually your own personal story that I love for people to hear too about 
dealing with you know some depression, irritability, anxiety. There was some things going on with you personally that you were over, overcame uh, very successfully now uh, with this approach as well. Yeah, that well, that was the thing is you know I as a practitioner it's kind of embarrassing when you still have your own health issues because here you are giving medical advice or, or nutritional advice to people and you're going why isn't it working for me? You know? <laughs> And I knew, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And you, you can't talk about it because you're supposed to be the expert and you have all yeah. the answers. But privately, I, I had still had chronic fatigue syndrome, 40 years of it, you know, since I was 16 and I had a mono infection. And uh, it was always there. You know, it was something I could work with. You know, I could take antivirals and I can continue to work with it. And depression, that was lifelong. It was, had always been there. It was just something that... You know, I've got to talk myself out of it. I've got to perk myself up for the day and work on my attitude. And it was always a chore. You know, it was it never came naturally to me to be happy. And I'd, I'd look around and go, why can't I be like those people? You know, they seem just naturally happy all the time. Um, and the, here's the other thing. And so that was always on my mind. Like, what what am I missing? I know I'm missing something because I've tried everything that I can think of. You know, I, I have a lot of tools in my bag. And I have mm-hmm. a lot of answers for a lot of people. But that was still there. And then... The thing I told you about, I mean, I told you about my dad dying at yeah. uh, five of lung cancer, and that wasn't a mystery. The mystery was his best friend, you know, they both smoked and drank and ate badly and never exercised, and my dad died at 55, and my stepdad, who ended up marrying my mom after my dad died, lived another 30 years doing the same thing, and I'm like, what is that, you know, <laughs> how... If everything we know is right and smoking causes lung cancer and it's bad for you, then how did he live 30 more years? The only thing you can say is that's genetics. There's something there, you know. So I knew there was something there. And then that's what kind of like gave me the impetus to keep going and going and looking. And then I was hearing that methylation word. And that's really where I was like, all right, what's that? Yeah. And I watched this video. It was by a guy named Rich Von Koninenberg. If you get a chance to watch it, it's pretty good. And it was on myalgic encephalitis, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, and fibromyalgia, and that kind of thing. And they were using methylation and genetics to kind of get to root causes there. And I was, I stayed up for four, I was in my pajamas, and I'm watching this video, and I'm like, pause, writing, pause, writing. <laughs> like, I, you know, I was just, I know I was like, if somebody could wash my face while I was watching this, I was like, that's it, you know, bam, and I got chills. I was like, I know this is it. I know this is the piece. And uh, I got my genes tested, did 23andMe at that time, and um, looked at uh, some of the genetic variants I had, and one of them was the vitamin D receptor. And that mm-hmm. that was a life-changing gene for me. I, mm-hmm. I dove into it, started. I Googled it, looked at it, and one of the first studies I found was a high association with lung cancer when you smoke. I went, mm-hmm. bingo. Inability to fight off chronic infections, bingo, that's Epstein-Barr, and it's involved in how you make dopamine and serotonin. And I went, bingo, this has got to be it. So I started working with kinesiologically. This is what I found, which was like a really strange thing to me, was I put, you know, I'd see somebody's vitamin D levels on their blood work. Okay, like mine was 18. Mm. And I said, that's not right. You know, I'm... I get out in the sun. You can tell yeah. I'm out in the sun a lot. Yeah. It's like my, my levels are 18. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to start taking vitamin D, and I would test it, and it wouldn't test good. Mm-hmm. It was adverse. My body mm-hmm. went, no, 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 no vitamin D. 
And I didn't understand that for many years until I started to look at this. And I was like, oh, I don't make the receptor. Yep. No wonder. I can't absorb vitamin D. Genetically, I can't absorb it. So how do I make that work? So I put vitamin D on there, and I went kind of scoured the literature, and I found an article on vitamin K and A being cofactors. It was Chris Masterjohn out of mm-hmm. um, Weston Price Foundation. Yep. And I was like, let's try that. So I put vitamin K on there and A, and then D tested strong. And I went, aha. I just opened, either I changed the confirmation of that vitamin D receptor or allowed it to work better so I can absorb vitamin D. The minute I started to do that, I swear to you, it wasn't, it was a week maybe. My depression, completely gone. Yeah. After mm-hmm. over 50 years of being depressed. And I went, I, I think this is happy. I've heard about it. <laughs> wow. I never knew what it felt like. Wow. Uh, it was stunning to me. I was like, oh, I've heard a lot, you know, because all this time I'm trying to talk myself into being happy. Yeah, yeah. I was, th- I was talking about it this morning to Greg, and I was like, you know, it's not a, I think it's a, not a, a, a tra- it's a trait. It's not a habit. Mm. You know, we, we try to make it into a habit or a task. Let's be happy. You know, don't concentrate on things that are around you. That's not the key to happiness. Happiness is in here. Love that talk, but it never really made any sense to me until I, felt it biochemically mm-hmm. and I went, Oh, that's happiness. I know that's what it is. <laughs> I feel it I did, without even like thinking about why I should feel it. It was here. It was mm-hmm. just in my biochemistry. Yeah. Chronic fatigue syndrome gone within two weeks after 40 years of trying to find the answer to it. And then it had answered that question about my father. You know, mm-hmm. it's likely that my stepfather didn't have that gene and my father did. And the risk factor of smoking turned on that gene. And so it all, everything just sort of fell into place from there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where I've been missing it for my chronic patients that yeah. haven't been able to get yeah. well for yeah. myself too. And you know, when it works for you, you go, okay, got my attention now. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So what what do you find to be like the most, like there's a commonality. Is there a, is there a pattern? Is it different areas of the country? different, you know, ancestral backgrounds, what kind of, I know you're mapping this because I know you go deep on this stuff. I know you are, okay? You may not be talking about it much, but I know you're doing it. The commonalities, right? The, 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 how this expresses and presents, because I'd I'd find that fascinating if you'd spend a few minutes kind of explaining that. Yeah, especially the VDR. It's interesting you should ask that because I very much look at that one. And I, you know, I wonder why is that gene in our gene pool? Whenever, our, you know, whenever there's a gene in there, there's a reason. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've been evolving over millions of years into, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what your beliefs are about that, but into what we are now. Our genes are there for a reason. They mm-hmm. adapt to our environment. So why would we have a gene that codes for low vitamin D absorption? What is that? How would that benefit our ancestors, or how would that have not been an issue? And I think part of it is. Um, the, the vitamin K piece of it, you know, we used to get a lot of vitamin K in our grass-fed beef mm-hmm. and eating wild game mm-hmm. and fermented foods. Our ancestors fermented their foods. They didn't refrigerate them. Mm-hmm. So those are sources. Those are big sources of vitamin K that we don't really have in our diet so much anymore. Right. And then the, you know, the A, you know, came a lot from fish. You know, fish oil, we think of a good source of vitamin A and D. Uh, we don't get enough of that, and if we do, we get too much mercury in it. You know, it's it's a tricky kind of tricky kind of thing. But uh, but then the D thing, you know, and I think our ancestors were out in the in the sun a whole heck of a lot more than we are. But you know, uh, when I look at the United States, you know, 
talking about territorial wise, we are low vitamin D. We are low dopamine people. Mm -hmm. We're always looking for more. You know, we can, it's never enough money. We never work hard enough. We never have enough cars, things. We're always yep. like more, more, more. We don't stop. We don't stop working. You know, if we have five minutes, I know you, Dan, you're like on the way home checking your email. You know, I got five minutes. I'm going to write another book. I got, you know, you don't, you don't stop. <laughs> right? Right. That's a total low dopamine kind of state. But if you go, if you go to Europe, they take two hours lunch time. And we're, we're thinking like, Oh my God, I'm going to get so behind. If I took two hours off for lunch, think about how far behind. <laughs> We'd be all stressed out all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. But then they take a month off, you know, every year for mm -hmm. holiday. Americans mm -hmm. would never do that. Oh my God, I get so far behind in my work. As I do and they're like chill, you know, they're more, I, I, I see their genes too. And I, I don't see as many vitamin D receptor variants there. Mm -hmm. You know, they're more content. You know, they're like more family based. We want to hang out with the family. And that's more important to me than getting ahead or having more money or achieving more, more focused on family and what's really important. And, it's, yeah. and they're more just content. Uh, so I think it is regional, you know, yeah. I think then more low vitamin D people breed more low vitamin D people. They marry each other, they reproduce and on and on. It keeps us innovating. It keeps us going, looking. It's, it's what's made our country really. I'm not, I'm not doing it, but it does keep us exhausted yeah. and, and unsatisfied. Yeah. You know, and, and so it, this is a fascinating thing is when you start working with that gene, you get your dopamine levels up and you go play it's time to play it's time to put down the work and go play you know and I, that's what i found was like oh my gosh i want to figure out what that's another four-letter word that i could probably like to experience a little more yeah <laughs> so i quit i quit my practice because i was doing that thing i was like working five days a week teaching on weekends writing books you know lecturing i was just whew, I'm not <laughs> yet. you're done <laughs> Well, and the other thing, too, is, and I know you and I both know Dan Murphy. He's a great guy, and I love a lot of the things that he's up to, you know. And, and with, with the instant gratification versus the fulfillment pursuits, right? I mean, that, that, what you're talking about influences that greatly, right? About sitting on the, having my granddaughter who's two years old sit in my lap and I read her a book versus putting a video in front of her, right? Yes. I mean, that's yeah. just that's the best correlation that I've heard lately mm -hmm. on which pathways actually being asked to to express itself. Am I in long term fulfillment, as we all know, right, is much more you know enjoyable, gratifying than the short term, the short term gratification things that, that our society in, in America seems to be driven on. Yeah, it's very true. And it, this COVID thing, I think, has allowed a lot of people to just like stop and remember that. I've seen more people walking their dog and not with kids. You know, I don't think this is all such a bad thing in many ways. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we've all had a, you know, a revisit of, of the things that are important. Yep. The time with your family and the connecting and yep. taking time off and resting. And they're going, oh, my gosh, I forgot yeah. what it's like to just stop stop for a minute yeah so let's make sure we get the the uh, really important tool to our practitioners myhappygenes.com let's finish up with that because i'm okay. i'm super excited about that I'm, i love your website i love what you're up to um anything we can do to support that obviously i told you from day one we wanted to be a part of that and and share that with practitioners uh, i've already ordered one of the reports 
Um, when, when are you going to be online, do you think, with the actual you're doing the testing rather than, you know, the 23andMe or Ancestry.com, you know, having to, to do the reports? Very, 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 very soon. We already ordered the, de- the test kits. We have 20 of them coming. They, they, were, they were sent two days ago. Beautiful. We've gotten them. But, so we're going to go through the baby testing of how does it all, you know, does it all work? It's a swab. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to spit, which is great because a lot of the elderly and children can't, can't really spit. Yeah. So you just swap in there. Okay. We're going to have so many more genes that we're testing than 23andMe and Ancestry does. It's going to mm-hmm. be much more comprehensive and private, which yes. I love you know, not going to sell your data. We're not going to pharmaceutical companies to, to mine anything. No. I think most it's, people, or maybe many people don't realize that they are selling that information yeah. and that we yeah. should just know, you know, that if yeah. you do, and I'm sure, I know they have it, I'm sure you have to sign, right? But nobody reads the fine print, right? Nope. Yeah, you really have to go into the privacy policy uh, to see, oh yeah, we do share it to third third parties and Development um, of future drugs. So. Yeah. So I think it's. I think people are starting to go. Wait a minute. <laughs> what's What's going on with that? So we really want to address that. I I, I do appreciate privacy. Yes. Uh, so all the way through the whole process, even the my happy genes part of it is going to be private. You can put whatever name we put Mickey Mouse on there if you want to. Yeah. Um, whatever you want to put in there that you remember awesome. that's your file. So that's good. So they'll they'll do a DNA test, and we're trying to automate. You know, for those practitioners that don't do muscle testing, or mm-hmm. you know, have patients at a distance that they want to work on, or patients that don't get the muscle testing. You know, I, yep. we all have patients that go, yeah, mm, that pushing on the arm thing, not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird yeah. when you're new to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we, you know, it's going to open up our practices for those kind of people. We can really get get to those people too. Yeah. So it'll it'll analyze your genetics. It'll look at it's it's a, tree, a three tiered approach. We'll we'll look at your genes, the biochemical pathways that we talked about, including yep. methylation, detoxification, energy production, uh, etc. It'll calculate those, and then it will. Um, do a symptom questionnaire so the patient fills out you know just because you have a gene doesn't mean you're going to get right that's going to express that's where epigenetics comes in so we Mm -hmm. want to see is it expressing if it is then we'll suggest supplementation for that or diet and lifestyle change so the program will spit out according to those three parameters uh, a supplement suggestion protocol and you guys can then muscle test it or just give it to the patient and say you know let's see how you do on that yeah, uh, but it's I'm trying to get as close to what I get with muscle testing with a software program. I'm trying to download my brain into a, a computer. So, we'll see. so far, when it spits out a program, I test it. It's it's pretty darn accurate. Yeah. I get I get a, a solid response on that. That's so. excellent. That's awesome. And it's been designed so robustly that I can go in there and tweak it. It's like okay, this isn't quite right, or I can dial this thing down, or add another gene in. And, Mm-hmm. So um, I love the way my software team put it together for me. So That's I excellent. I got my hands in the middle of the algorithm there. And I heard so. you say kids and elderly, so any age could take advantage of that. Right, that right? yeah. I mean, the earlier, the better. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, let's say kids have that vitamin D receptor variant and they don't absorb vitamin D. Their immune systems aren't going to be so good yeah. because the vitamin D right. activates t-cell production and uh, immune system function so you can start right away with you know a robust immune system and you know i, I hate to say I hate to bring up the topic because it's 
a scary topic is the vaccines that are coming at us that are yeah going to be mandatory perhaps just a scary thought mm-hmm. but we want to have good immune systems to be able to tolerate that as well all the, all the assaults detoxification in the babies i mean baby they're coming at babies with all these needles i know, you know right away and it's like oh my gosh the best that we can do is make them robust yeah. so that they can tolerate that and not be as affected by it so yeah that's a whole other topic I know. it is <laughs> yeah i mean that one for everybody that's going to watch and listen to this, they definitely need to go to myhappygenes.com and, and that uh, your download, the Take Control of Your DNA, the Break Free from Depression, Anxiety, and Addiction that you put together as kind of an intro and an, an overview is really, really well done. Thank you so much for that contribution. I've enjoyed reading it and uh, okay. I'm actually trying to pass it on to as many people as possible to get their, you know, to expand their awareness of, like you say, the tools that they have available to them. That's great. And then, you know, we, you and I talked about also the uh, nonprofit part of this that, that yes. is coming. I'm very excited about that. The, uh, you know, we want to do a nonprofit for PTSD victims, the, the vets, and also the homeless. I, you know, I get a little pushback on that because it's such a big topic, but the homeless, the large, large majority of them are addicted to something or they have mental health issues. And if yep. we can really get to the core of that, we can really help them instead of just feeding them. So that's, you know, that's down the line as I really want to help yeah. develop. And, I, you know, I'd love to include you in that. Keep, you us, guys in that. Keep us in the loop. Yeah. We would like to do whatever we can to support you and yeah. let us know when it's, you know, when it's kind of available, you know, full, fully to everybody. And we will definitely share it with everyone because I think this is a, this yeah. is really important. It's huge. Yeah. Dr. Gunn, may I ask a question? Yes. Mm. What is the most common uh, methylation issues that you're finding in the U.S., and how do you address those without the genetic testing? I, well, I use the muscle testing, really, primarily. You can do it without the genetic testing. Um, are you a muscle tester? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can, with the, with the test kits that we have, you can spot the, the variants that are associated with methylation defects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the MTHFR is only about 14% of the population. Um, and there's a lot more to it than just, yep. you know, addressing one methylation defect. You know, you kind of have to look at all the pathways together. I'll send her a copy of, I'll send her a picture of your test kit. So she okay. sees that for testing for those, genet- the, the SNPs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you, can you. Go on, you can go on our uh, our website too, Holistic Methylation. That's where we do the uh, right. genetic, uh, sorry, the muscle testing and the protocols that Dan's talking about and the, the pathways and the test kits are all there. Yeah. So you can take a look at that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Excellent. So, so uh, for your practitioners, you know, if they, uh, again, if they do want to get into that, yeah, holistic methylation. There's lots of webinars there. There are some great webinars they can watch to kind of get an overview of methylation, what that is, and yep. then dive into the vitamin D receptor or dive into, to me, one of the most important areas is the electron transport chain. And that's where the environment really yes. messes up our genetics. Yep. So, I described that as when I was growing up as a kid, we had 40 acres of electrical fencing. You get one little itty bitty th- debris, it shuts out the whole, it can shut down the whole area, just this one little area. And you got to be able to pick out where that's at to reconnect that electrical flow. It's really fascinating. That's good stuff. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And that's where the genetics hit the environment. You know, yep. that's, that's yeah. where rubber hits the road there. 
with where electromagnetic fields and chemicals and pesticides damage our mitochondria and then you yeah. see genes start to yep. show up genetic variants start to show up as expressing so yeah. that's, that's and it accelerates it. i believe we're gonna have to have you on again because this was so <laughs> great and thank you so much for joining us yeah we're gonna have to do it again to talk about i could go on and Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>